From starring in a classic family sitcom and a biblical movie epic, my guest today has been acting for over seven decades, and with a new Amazon Prime movie, she shows no sign of slowing down. Let's meet her on an all-new episode of Up Next. Hey everyone, it's John Contratti and welcome to another episode of Up Next. My guest today is an actress and author who many of us grew up with. Her impressive resume includes dozens and dozens of television and film roles. We always know her as Sissy on the classic television series Family Affair. And now she has a brand new film called Yellowbird, which I believe is streaming on Amazon Prime. Please welcome to the show, Kathy Garver. Hello, John. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, I'm glad you are here. You grew up in what part of California? Well, I was born in Long Beach, and uh, then we moved to Baldwin Hills, and then we moved to Beverly Hills, and then we moved to San Bernardino, and then I started college and got my own place in Sherman Oaks. So I've been kind of all over Southern California. Your mom pushed you into acting, get you into acting? Was it a family thing? Well, it was. It was a family affair because everyone in my family was very supportive, but I was only three years old, so I wasn't making those decisions on my own. But my mother, I think, had always been interested herself in the theater, and she had three children before me. I was kind of the tag along. She didn't expect me, and there I was, surprised. Uh, and so, I mean, my my sister was 11 years older than I was, and a prodigy. She was just like reading at three. And then I had two brothers in between that. But they were in Oklahoma at the time. There weren't a lot of movie uh, studios in Oklahoma at the time. And there was a little thing called the Dust Bowl. So everybody in my family decided to get out of Dodge. And there I was in Los Angeles, the Tagalog born in Long Beach. Singing and dancing lessons first, I, I would imagine. Yes, at the Medlin Studios. And the Medlin Studios was where they discovered Shirley Temple. So my mother thought this, of course, would be the ideal place for her own little Shirley Temple to learn how to sing and dance, which I did. In my research was I'll Cry Tomorrow, one of like your first little roles. Yes, actually, my very first role was on Armis Brooks. Uh, oh. Not the radio, but it, there at that time. I won't even say how many years ago that was. But at that time, there were a lot of the radio shows were transitioning over to television. And Armis Brooks was one of them. And I was on that on the television uh, version, as well as Sergeant Preston of the Yukon uh, that also transitioned. And I did a lot of radio myself, CBS radio, when I was a child. Uh, but those were my first uh, television forays. And then my first movie, really after Armis Brooks, was Night of the Hunter. Have you seen that movie? That, that I've never seen. I always remember oh. I'll, I'll Cry Tomorrow with Susan Hayward. I remember that one. Yes, John, you have got to see this movie. It is now, uh, actually just last year, is being put out on Blu-ray. And I did a documentary for it. But it starred Robert Mitchum and Shelley Winters and Lillian Gish and Peter Graves and Billy Chapin. I mean, it was just a marvelous cast. And it was directed by Charles Lawton, which was his first and last picture because the movie got such awful reviews. And the reason it did was because it was so ahead of its time. It is now a cult classic considered one of the best horror films, psychological horror mm -hmm. films that has ever been made. 
I'll have to check that out and see if it's even on, maybe on TCM, Turner Classic Movies. Well, yes, it, it could be. Right. You were hired as an extra for the Ten Commandments, but something happened. Something did happen. And um, my new agent, Hazel McMillan, had sent me over to Paramount in Hollywood to be an extra. And I I was, what, seven years old. I didn't know what that meant. I just meant I was getting on these big robes and getting cold makeup all over my body. And uh, I went into this, opened the door, and oh, my goodness, it was a whole new world. It was like dirt all over and wagons, and there was uh, paper mache mountains. So I was to be in this wagon, and uh, along with the other uh, wagons that were going out during the Exodus scene in this epic picture. And so there I was with a little lamb on my lap. All of a sudden, I hear this great big voice from up above cry out, don't let that little girl's face get in the camera. And I said, who is that? Did I do something wrong? Is that God? We were doing the Ten Commandments, uh, but it wasn't God. It was a CM, uh, cinematic deity, Cecil B. DeMille, up on a great big crane because he was getting a great big overview of that particular scene. So the assistant director came over and he put a little blanket around me so I wasn't seen. And the scene went on to scene, scene, scene. Um, and afterwards, he lifted me off and Cecil B. DeMille came down from the crane. I talked to Cecil B. DeMille had this nice chat. The assistant director says to my mother, well, this little girl is going to be on the movie a lot longer. And Cecil B. DeMille wrote scenes into that epic uh, with Charlton Huston and me. So that was a very auspicious beginning. After the horror film, I went to this um, wonderful godlike film, A Different God. Great memories. I mean, I, that was a long time ago, but great memories on that set of that epic film. Oh, I loved it. And there was an actual stable on the set and they had uh, donkeys and uh, horses and lambs. I loved the lambs, but there was this pregnant donkey and I would run always to the same. Is it here yet? Is the baby here? Is the baby donkey here? But it was important <laughs> still when before they took the animals out. When you're on set, you your mom with you? I know you have, someone has to have a chaperone on set of when you're under 18. Yes. Uh, so my mom was always with me. And you do have to have someone. Actually, I just got a call today from uh, a New York uh, Times general uh, journalist, and they're doing an article about child stars. And uh, I had actually written ex-child stars. Where are they now? I've, I've written five books, but that yes. was that was the one book. And it seems so recent because I'm going to call him after and I'm going to get the right time. <laughs> I hate to tell your audience, I, I wrote down in my book, I was going to do this at 1230. And John says, hello, I'm on my Zoom at one, I said, at 11. And I said, well, I'm in my pajamas. <laughs> but here I am. I got dressed for you. Even though your audience can't see me, I, I got dressed and put on makeup for you. It all, it all worked out. It does indeed. So you're working, you're doing different TV shows, Ben Casey, Patty Duke show. And then you mentioned earlier, then you went to UCLA. Yes. Yeah. Um, I started to major in anthropology and then I changed that to um, speech and uh, with a minor in psychology. 
And because my, my mother says, oh, well, you need a little insurance. Don't don't major in theater arts. You've done that all your life. You know how to do that. So actually, it was good advice. And then I later went back and got a master's degree in theater arts. But uh, I was in my uh, third year and I was still doing work um, during that time. I did the Rifleman and the Patty Duke show. We did it there. Patty and I remained very good friends. Um until she died way too early. She wrote the foreword to one of my books, Surviving Sissy. And I was honored to actually do the audiobook of her last uh, book. She unfortunately passed away before it was even published, but that was in the presence of greatness that she did with Bill Jankowski. But I I did that audiobook. Um, and it was like I was channeling her. I, I knew her so well, and it was like her voice was was coming through mine. But she was a fabulous, fabulous actress and and wonderful person. Along comes family affair, <laughs> which then really pretty much changes your life. Well, it does. I was in my third year of college and not expecting to be taken out at that moment and be working, you know, about six months out of the year on a new television series. And this series had notably already been sold. And that is like an actor's dream. Not only were we doing the pilot, but it's already been sold. And they were already shooting the pilot, except they were missing one character. And that was the character of Sissy. So um, I went on the interview and uh, the rest is history. You had worked with Brian Keith before in an earlier show that he did, Crusader? Yes. And this was during the time of the, the communists and they were seeking out uh, evildoers and wrongdoers. And I played a waif and he was my rescuer then. And he became my rescuer years later. I had interviewed Tina Cole not too long ago, and I'm going to be interviewing Stanley Livingston tomorrow, actually. And did Brian Keith film the way Fred McMurray filmed My Three Sons? Like a lot of his scenes were filmed first. Exactly. Yes, that was the Federson method. So if your viewers, your viewers, see, because we we can see each other. Mm-hmm. If your listeners um, don't know about this, well, they can find about it in my book. But Don Federson made a deal with, well, I'm sure Tina told you, with Fred McMurray, um, that these stars were very reluctant to come over to do that horrid little box television. And so as an inducement, uh, Don Federson, the creator and producer of My Three Sons and Family Affair, along with Edmund Hartman, devised this method where they offered the role, the starring role, to like Fred and to Brian later, that if you come and do our sitcom, that A, you only have to work three months out of the year, two and a half months out of the year, and we'll do all the scenes that you're in, then we'll pick up all the scenes later. But the thing that really got, especially Fred, and Brian thought it was pretty good, too, they gave him a piece of the show. Okay. Now, that a financial piece. Now, that had really not been done before. And Lucy was the, the first one, but she created that, that whole thing. So, of course, she got paid. But to give an actor a piece of the show, and he actually became a producer, although not listed as so. But in the back room, this is, okay, this is what you're going to get. This is the deal we're going to make with you. And so that's how that all came about. 
And he did that later, Don Federson with uh, Henry Fonda. But that show was not as successful because, again, they were changing the tenor of what people were watching from this lovely, you know, sitcom to a little bit more edgy uh, type of show like All in the Family instead of Family Affair. Was that Henry Fonda show, what, Smith Family? Something yes, like exactly. That? Yeah. That was yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're very good, Sean. <laughs> there are many guest stars on Family Affair, Joan Blondell, Myrna Loy, and Southern, and even a lot of your contemporary like kid stars. Evan Moran was there, E. Plum, Butch Patrick. Did you enjoy when you had other people other than the cast come onto the show? I did. I didn't get to spend too much time with them. And I have no- a new book. It's actually a year old now. Uh, called The Family Affair Scrapbook. And in that book, I list all the guest stars and give vignettes and bios of uh, who they are, what they became, what role they played on uh, Family Affair. And as you say, I mean, Butch Patrick like was doing The Munsters just a little bit before our time. And I see him all the time. One of my newest movies that's coming out in June, premiering June 1st, Old Man Jackson, and Butch is playing a minister in that okay. in that uh, movie. And of course, E. Plum was on The Brady Bunch, which kind of uh, took away Family Affairs Thunder. And uh, it went from Family Affair to another kind of an affair with the Bradys. But when that's show- a whole other story. We that's only a- have a little bit of time. <laughs> After five seasons, when the show comes to an end, do you worry, oh, will I work again? Does it cross your mind? Of course. And then, you know, a lot, I had done a Big Valley episode and one of the stars had left the the show because he says, oh, I don't want to get typecast. And then he really didn't do very much after that. And so I'm thinking, okay, now I'm typecast. Now I'm always going to be forever the sweet, nice, wholesome, wonderful, you know, big sister. And I did this thing, TV therapy, where, you know, I'm I'm a grown-up sissy and and uh, I'm in fantasy therapy. And I says, oh, you know, what, what happened? And, you know, why I can understand two cute little kids, but a dog usurps my position? What is this? Anyway, um, where was I? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, after, yeah, so I thought I was going to be typecast. So I went, I did... Uh, a Israeli version of Family Affair in Israel and uh, in Haifa. And uh, I I learned uh, phonetically Hebrew, how to sing the songs. And after that, I decided that I was going to London and I was going to, even though I had graduated then from UCLA, to, to get an education at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. So I'm going to, you know, kind of change this image. So I came back and did dinner theater, playing a grown-up nice ingenue. When when I started watching Family Affair, I probably watched it more in reruns than when, than its first run. And Sebastian Cabot, Mr. French, of course, I heard his voice, and like the voice was very familiar. And he did plenty of Disney films, a lot of the characters in Disney films. You did, you have done, continue to do plenty of voice work. Do you enjoy doing I- voice work? I do. I, I I really like it. I I think I, I like better doing television because you become so adept at doing voices and that 
you can do a little commercial with a different kind of voice and, and, and then it's over. I said, but where are the people? I like the people. I'd like to do stage. But um, I've done five animated series and I've recorded like over 70 audio books. And in the animation world, I, I originated the voice of Firestar and Spider-Man and his amazing friends in, in, the, Mar in the Marvel's X-World. And this, now it's on Disney+. Plus, and it's so popular. So I go to a lot of comic cons as well as nostalgic cons, but they have these little figures of Firestar and then they have bigger figures of Firestar. Then they have statues of Firestar and then they have me who's alive in 5-1. So doing stage work, television, Nash Bridges, Simon and Simon, Matlock, movie, Sweet November, Princess Diaries. What's your ideal set to work on? Knowing like the way you work, the way you operate, what's like the perfect set for you? I like to do television. I really do. And I like to do scripted television. Um, uh, movies are just boring. They take forever to light, forever to, to do. Whereas I have a much uh, faster rhythm in, in myself. I have a lot of energy and I like to get things done. It was like Patty Duke when she was doing the show. Okay, what's next? Let's go, let's go, let's go. And I have just an inner uh, fastness, inner strength to to get things done so i like to do television and i like to do sitcoms i have um i also like to host and there is a new nostalgic uh network debuting april the 3rd called nost n-o-s-t short for nostalgia i'm going to be the host like tcm and intro intro a classic movie and then exit the classic movie and we have uh, a pilot for aunt sissy everything else is being rebooted why not family affair so we've got a pilot there and another one tv dinners which will go along with a book that i'm writing called tv dinners tv so that's a whole little package that uh, we are redoing actually now Talk talking about rebooting in 2002 they did reboot family affair with gary cole and tim curry and you got to appear on it Yes, I, I call them and I says, well, I'm going to make a guest appearance, right? <laughs> I, you have to be a little bit forward, you know. You have to be, bit, sure. Yeah, assertive, not aggressive, <laughs> you know, from, from a female standpoint. So, yes, I was a little assertive, but the show was just awful and tanked, and they made 13 episodes and only showed nine. Yeah, it didn't My last. estimation, you know, some of the, the reboots, the sequels are much better than a reboot. It's hard to imagine after, and especially like Family Affair, and, and I think My Three Sons, it's never been off the air. So it's it's still there that people are, you know, I, I'm happy to say, still loving those particular characters and watching them. So when you say, well, no, you can't have uh, two sissies, what is this? Like the parent trap or what? I know many people who enjoyed the film Mom, Murder, and Me. <laughs> Did you enjoy making that film? It looked like a fun I, film to make. Yeah, I had I really did have a great time making this film. It was shot in San Francisco. And that's where I was living at the time. I could, you know, go to work from my home. And the cast was really good. And I I didn't particularly like being trapped in the trunk of a car. <laughs> that was my only bet. But I I enjoyed the whole flavor of that. I would have liked to have made that into a TV series, but uh, and I love mystery, so that's uh, yeah, I, mom, a mom and daughter solving crimes. That would have been yes, and yes, 
you know, dramedies. Dramedy. You know, and I think that there there's so many things. They they're mysteries. Like um, I I asked a friend of mine, Dean Hargrove, and he produced Matlock. And I'm saying, oh, you know, that's it's such a wonderful law uh, television series. It's not a law. He says it's a mystery. I says it's a mystery, and he said yes. And you look at like all the NCISs or whatever. There are mysteries to solve what's going on. So it's just kind of an interesting adjunct because it it makes it more, uh, in my mind, interesting. You've written five books with number six apparently on the way. Yes. You enjoy writing? I love to write. And I, I, I like being by myself because I'm out like this. So I enjoy being in my, my cozy little place and, and writing. I especially like to edit. I like taking other people's things like I'm another book that will be out this year is romancing with the stars and he'll write some things and I'm editing and editing and reading the family affairs scrapbook. My publisher says, okay, all right. Now it's been through six edits. I said, yes, but that there was an E that, that wasn't on that, that last word. I said, you have to go back. We have to put an E on it. <laughs> not, not that I am a little, what, what's it called? <laughs> So you have a lot of projects coming out. And I mentioned earlier in the intro, Yellowbird, which is streaming on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Can you tell us a little bit about that film? Yes, this is really a lovely film. It It's uh, a comedy with uh, based on some drama, which I'm, I'm very used to doing. It's it's not a dramedy per se. I would precede it by saying it's it's a comedy. And it's about my son. Uh, who is going through some bad times and uh, recovering alcoholic and his wife th throws him out and she was she should have he should have thrown her out in my estimation I'm his mother though and I have a little touch of dementia but it's it's made kind of like the office and it's almost like a mockumentary and it's it got a wonderful style all the characters are very relatable it all primarily takes place in a grocery store and uh, where he it's called the yellow bird is uh, the name of the grocery store. Sure. And, uh, but I tell my son, he, he uh, he's looking for love. And I said, well, you know what a yellow bird is and a yellow bird is that person or thing that you cannot live without. That's the most important thing in your life that you love. And if you find that love, it's great. But if you don't, you're eternally screwed. That's that's actually a pretty much line from my lovely character, Rachel Rush, who, who has a little dementia. One of your books you mentioned before, Ex-Child Stars. I'm sure over the years, parents have come up to you and have asked you advice about putting their child in show business. What do you usually say? Well, it depends on the parent and you want to put your child in, in show business first, give them some experience, uh, have them take singing lessons or have them take drama lessons, put them in some of the school plays, have them do little plays at home. And it's uh, I'm going to be doing an interview, as I said, later today uh, about that very that very topic. And it's uh, it's a sticky situation, a sticky wicket to get into. And there are very many different, okay, I'm mixing metaphors here, maybe, maybe, uh, a lot of tentacles 
that that reach out that you're not aware of that can you know grab you in, and uh, destroy you. Right. Where can my audience find you on social media? Where are you? Just on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. What are you on? Yes, all those things. All on, those things. <laughs> my website is kathygarver.com, Very inventive, and my newsletter is there, which shows what I'm being, what I'm doing, and I will be at the first screening of Yellowbird. It's a four time award-winning best feature from four different film festivals. So this is a screening on the big stage and the big uh, screen, the first time on the big screen. And as you say, it's on Amazon Prime and Roku and Momitu. So it's uh, it's very good. It's got great reviews. But uh, besides my website, then I'm Facebook, Kathy Carver. <laughs> that's, where we, that's where we found each other. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And my Kathy Garver fan page. And then my IG is at KG Sissy. And um, my Twitter is Kathy underscore Garver. And I don't do TikTok. Okay. I have my own clocks and and the Chinese aren't going to get them. When we're finished, I will follow you on Twitter when we are done. And everybody can get your books on Amazon. I've seen all of your books are on Amazon. And are they also on your website to get? Yes, it, um, if a person would like to get one autographed, you go to my website and I'll personally autograph it. And you can also get it on Amazon, but then it's just the book and, and not signed. Kathy Garver, an absolute pleasure and delight to see you. And I'm so appreciative that you took the time to uh, join me on my show. It's been a pleasure and a delight for me as well. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. Everybody check out Yellowbird on Amazon Prime and get Kathy's books. They're all terrific. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Contratti, and this has been another episode of Up Next.